Mark, what's happening, my man? Hey, hello. Welcome back. Thanks. We got our first episode. What's that? How are you, Chris? I'm hanging in there. I'm hanging there. You know what? I got to tell you, last night I was thinking of you. I was writing, I was writing a Swift class and I was like thinking, how would Mark, how would Mark approach this? And Mark would like be very specific and deliberate. And so before I even ran the code once, all I was trying to do was get it to build and just make it like think through every last thing that this class is going to need. And I'm like super proud of it. Um, I don't know, man, I'm just having a lot of fun building code again. That's awesome. And, and making stuff with you, like this yeah, podcast. That's right. And I spent last night, I was looking at our first episode and noticing all of our, well, my uh, our. visual and um, audible, uh, what's the word for Your speaking? Tics. All of our ticks. Yeah. yeah. So um, we're going to be more self-conscious about that. If you don't know, if you're listening to this podcast um, as a podcast, you can also see it on YouTube uh, if you want to see our smiling faces. Um, so that's an option too. If you, Pretty handsome. Just so you know what we're talking about when I mention the video. That's what Yeah, that word. Word. All right, so last week we talked about what does it mean tactically and practically for anybody who's running a Drupal 7 site. I teased, you also teased, that I have a little bit of a hot take coming for this week. How, the hot, hot, take, how hot is this hot take, Chris? Well, it's cooling off, frankly. The more I thought about said hot take, which I'll just cut to the chase, I was in a, feeling really strongly last week that the association should drop support this year. Drupal 7 support should end this year. In talking it through with you, in like writing down my thoughts on this hot take, attempting to write it, turn it into an article for the blog, I realized this is a lot more complicated than that I can find. And it's probably even more complicated for the folks on the inside who have, you know, I guess insider knowledge or knowledge of things that are um, necessarily not public. So while last week I was like firmly in the camp of the association needs to this year definitely drop support after more discussion and more thinking on it, I'm not quite sure. So I thought this week, let's try to talk that out and see if we land, like, you know, do we land anywhere that's a little bit more on solid footing? Yeah, we might be on different sides of this issue, of different pieces of this issue. So yeah. lead us through it. Let's go. Well, my initial take was basically the blog post was going to be called Why Support for Drupal 7 Needs to be Dropped. And I started thinking through... I started moving through this by thinking through all of the different groups of people that are involved with a Drupal 7 project and what does that mean for them? So the, like the audiences that would be affected by this. But I quickly got caught up, um, I sort of paused on that area and then got really caught up on Drupal's reputation. It's like what's happening to the project in the marketplace, um, Drupal.org. Like, so the, the meat of what I started to write was really about First and foremost, Drupal's reputation. So maybe we start there. That seems Yeah, and let's set the table too. Maybe someone is coming to this episode without having listened to the other episode or not yeah. being super aware of all that's going on. So Drupal 7 is scheduled to reach its end of life in November of this year, 2023. I believe November 1st, as I just saw it on an okay. issue. That's not, that could sound right to me. Uh, that date 
was, uh, has been extended multiple times. So to get to 2023, there had been dates set in the past and all of those had been extended. And that's where we are today. Um, and the shortest version of that means that once that date happens, there will no longer be community support. There will no longer be a security team supporting, uh, supporting the effort. No more releases of Drupal 7. And if you want to understand more about that, go back and listen to our first episode. But that's the table setting. That's where we start. Yeah. Okay, so starting with Drupal's rep reputation, um, and of course you and I have a horse in this race, uh, we run an agency called Chromatic, and we do Drupal development, Drupal support. Um, you know, we've been building stuff with Drupal for 16 years. So from our perspective, Drupal's reputation is very important. And I have a theory that Drupal's reputation may be affected by the, what I might call baggage that is Drupal 7. Drupal 7 was an amazing product back when it was originally, originally released some many, many years ago. I remember the first time I started a project with Drupal 7, I was just like, hell yes. Like there's so much stuff here that used to be in contrib that is now in core. Um, and I was just like, this is awesome. Drupal 7 was a great pro uh, product, but it's many, many years old at this point. And I fear that maintaining Drupal 7 or and you know it has flaws, it has a bunch of things that modern Drupal sort of fixes, configuration management being the first one that comes pops to mind in my mind as somebody who built a lot of Drupal 7 sites. Um, so it's, uh, it's a, like a, it has a bunch of technical debt as a product um, or it's just not quite as capable as Drupal 9 or 10 are. Um, but beyond that, I think there's confusion and fear around what's going to happen with this. So confusion and fear with regards to is, are they going to continue supporting Drupal 7 or not? Ultimately, I think that's a bad thing. If there's confusion around the status of any project, it's going to contribute to the overall feeling about that project. So this confusion and fear is namely about Drupal 7, but does that pollute the water, so to speak, for the project as a whole, um, for outsiders or even insiders, you know? Um, so I don't know, like maybe riff on that for a minute. Don't me. you think that the part of the problem is that in that regard is that the end of life date has been extended already. Yeah. And like I go, would since 2019, I believe. Right. And extending it further would just muddy those waters more would increase what you're concerned about. Um, unless we are planning as a community to support Drupal 7 forever, um, we need to end this at some mm -hmm. point. And I think there's, it's important to understand why we are here. You know, there's a ton of sites still on Drupal 7. Upgrading off of Drupal 7 is a hard upgrade. Um, yeah. I think that's I, probably worth setting the table on too. Like why in theory are there so many Drupal 7 sites still? Right. I, mean, I have a lot of so, things I think, but. I think the simplest version of that is that it's a huge upgrade. Uh, it takes, uh, it, for custom code, it's uh, essentially a rewrite. You have to do a migration. Uh, the migration tools are great, but it's not the type of upgrade where, like we have now from Drupal 8 to 9 and 9 to 10, which is the other end of the scale. And I think that is part of, we've been fighting an uphill battle there to, 
educate people that live, even if they did move their site from seven to eight, to make sure that they understand like, no, we're not doing upgrades like that anymore, at least not on the current roadmap. Like these, these are easy upgrades. Um, yeah, you're talking about like Drupal 8 to 9 and Drupal 9 to 10, where right. if I, maybe I'll misspeak, but essentially it's only about code deprecation, right? Right, so the last version of Drupal 8 um, compared to the 9.0 version of Drupal 9, there's no functional changes uh, as for new features. There's only removal of deprecated code. So um, if you're on the latest version of Drupal 8 or now the latest version of Drupal 9 and you move to Drupal 10, that should be a, uh, a very small uh, you know, surface area update. Uh, Assuming that the code that you've written has kept abreast, stayed abreast of uh, code warnings and deprecations that are occurring. Yes, if you've kept up to date with those things over time, then when it comes time to actually do the major version upgrade, in theory, it should be relatively painless, uh, as painless as, as could be, in my opinion. Um, but Drupal 7 to 8, or now 9 or 10, to modern Drupal, as, as we've started calling it, is a, is a huge uh, upgrade. So there are people that... Um, you know, are sitting there saying Drupal 7 works fine for me. Why do mm -hmm. I have to invest all this time um, when I understand how Drupal 7 works? I'm comfortable with how Drupal 7 works. I don't want to upgrade. Um, and I understand that. And I also understand uh, the flip side from the community perspective and saying like, how long are we willing to put support and effort and money behind this to keep these things going? Um, I think it's a little bit, um, uh, a bit of an oversimplification to think like, well, this is open source software. If there's anybody out there um, willing to um, to keep it up to date or to monitor it and manage it, maintain it, why not keep it going? But um, as we spoke about last episode, there's a lot of infrastructure. There's a lot of time, money, and volunteer uh, hours that go towards doing all the things around the project to keep those things going. And I think most people, many people, uh, want to, you know, expend that effort, time, money, towards the modern versions of Drupal. So mm -hmm. that's why we are where we are, and it hasn't been an easy answer because there are good arguments on both sides uh, and different constituencies about why we should keep Drupal 7 support for as long as we have. And I think those mm -hmm. constituencies have, have won out to date by getting those dates extended. And then those that are like, we need to, we need to focus more. And, and this has been a long time coming. Um, yeah. The other thing too, that, um, you know, the walk down memory lane there has me thinking about is the upgrade to, you, you talked about the upgrade from Drupal seven to eight being sort of monumental and that being like a lot of different code would have to be written, but we, you didn't really touch on like how different and the, the major differences were that Drupal seven was largely procedural. Drupal 8 was, we're getting off of the Drupal island and we're gonna join modern PHP. We're gonna, we're gonna adopt object-oriented programming. We're gonna integrate Symfony. Uh, we're gonna begin using Composer. So these are not just the product itself has changed, but the underlying architecture and the ways to develop modules or just de develop, develop things. Like it all changed, like the whole underlying architecture changed and the way you would have done something in Drupal 7, for example, create a simple module that 
I don't know, alters a form or creates a form or creates uh, a content type or an entity, that would be completely different in the Drupal 8 world because it was now using Symfony and object-oriented uh, principles and these types of things. Am I right on that? Yes. Absolutely. So if you are, if you are to that point, uh, a Drupal, uh, a Drupalista, a Drupal developer, and you've been writing and learning all of these APIs for like the form API or how to use uh, CCK, these types of things, almost all of those skills now needed a major upgrade. They didn't need to be completely replaced, but you had to think about them completely differently or write your code to do the exact same thing completely differently, right? Accurate, yes. So that created a major fork, uh, pun intended, I suppose, in the community. There were people who were very much against, this is a, this is a, a tidal wave um, for the Drupal community that we have to completely change the way we write software. Um, and then there was the other half of, of folks who were saying, this is the best thing because this is how Drupal will stay relevant and will attract other uh, PHP developers and things like that. It all resulted in the first major and probably the most successful Drupal fork, right? Which was Backdrop, correct? Yes. Still a project today whose foundations are based in Drupal 7. Correct, yep. Okay. And might be, teaser, might be a place if you have a Drupal 7 site to migrate uh, beyond end of life, correct? As far as I know, yes. Okay, that, that is still to be researched by yours truly. I mean, we haven't built any backdrop sites. So, yeah. you know, that's something that sounds right in theory based on what I know of the project, but I can't speak with the same level of authority that we have on the many Drupal 7 and modern Drupal sites that we've built. All right, let's bring this back. We've sort of set the table for how did we get here and what was the major change between Drupal 7 and modern Drupal? And we're sort of postulating some of the reasons why there are still so many Drupal 7 sites. And I checked it, the last I checked, it was like 441,000 sites are still reporting to Drupal.org as being on some version of Drupal 7. So there's a ton of them out there. I wanna suggest too that I think beyond the fact that a good portion of those uh, organizations might have have developers or been built by developers who are very much so in the procedural PHP world. I also believe that Drupal 7 sites came in all sorts of flavors and colors, right? Like a, a tinkerer or somebody who's just creating their own blog might have chosen Drupal 7, you know, 10 years ago or what have you. Whereas today they would probably choose something else. What I'm trying to say is that Drupal, I think, has marched on and become more of a large content management system, like more a uh, system that's a better fit for enterprise or large systems with teams and editorial flows and hundreds of thousands of pieces of content. It still works for a simpler site, but I would posit that many of those 400,000 are simpler sites that don't need the power of Drupal 10. I I would probably assume that that is true. I would disagree that the reason why these smaller sites are not picking Drupal is because Drupal is too advanced or more complicated. Maybe that's true on an individual level. I'm sure there's an example, many examples of all of these different things, but I think we have to look at the broader ecosystem too. And there's so many more options out there now than there were 10 years ago or 15 years ago. Um, I know we see that in our work. There are sites that where Drupal was absolutely the best fit for 10 years ago, 
um, and the only thing that you know maybe made sense for certain projects where now there's many more options just exponentially more where it said well we could do it this way we could you've got a simple site or you can even build something yourself with tools that were not available so but I think you're right that um, certainly a big constituency of these sites that are still in Drupal 7 is you know if if you are running a large site that um, has uh, you know, maybe you're making money from that site, your organization is making money from that site, or it's bringing a ton of value to an organization, it's a lot easier to um, set aside dollars to invest in an upgrade to modern Drupal. If you've built a site or a bunch of sites that are, um, you know, not, not in the business of making money directly, maybe they're a marketing site, uh, maybe it's a personal site, um, you know, any number of things and the site does what it needed to do. It's a lot harder of a, an yeah. argument to say like, we need to spend a bunch of time or money moving yeah. the site to modern Drupal. And also at that point you're left to consider, well, is Drupal still the best option for this? Maybe it was 10 years ago, but maybe as I just kind of alluded to, maybe it's not anymore. Yeah. You, that's uh, about as good a segue as I could ask for. You mentioned that there are many more, projects out there, tools available that would be good fits for sites that were once where Drupal 7 was a really good fit. Now there's a lot more competition out there. And this sort of brings me back to this issue of reputation. If, as I theorize, this state of Drupal 7 is potentially hurting the overall reputation of the project, it could be hurting, you know, the, the adoption of modern Drupal because there's this uh, stigma or these, these feelings of unclear roadmap or just status of the project, could that be hurting, you know, folks that would ultimately choose or where Drupal, modern Drupal would be a good fit, but they ultimately don't choose it because there's this weird sort of weird vibes around the project and where it's headed or, or whatever. I don't know if that's true. Well, I think it, you know, people have strong opinions and certainly if we could go back in time, you know, everyone might have a strong opinion about different choices that should have been made, but it's not clear to me what you think right now, given where we are today, like given the concerns you're mentioning about the reputation of the community, well, which is the better option, uh, which yeah. is going to have a better, um, you know, more net positive impact for those concerns. Is it dropping support for Drupal yeah. seven or is it extending support for Drupal seven? And if it's extending for how long? Yeah, I don't, I like you, I'm not sure. I'm not sure where I land on this. It's, it's a very, I'm sure you're sure. Okay. I'm sure well, where I land. Well, let me just, let's keep, let's keep going. Let's talk out some of the other things. I'm worried too, that keeping Drupal seven support and I'm not as familiar with the, uh, dare I say idiosyncrasies of maintaining Drupal seven in its current state keeping it secure, essentially, we're not adding new features or things like that. I'm not as privy to exactly what all that, what, in, what all that entails, how much work that entails for core contributors and uh, contrib, uh, contributors, uh, you know, folks who are maintaining these projects. But at some point, it has to be having a, a, an impact on how much modern Drupal is progressing right and, and in so keeping up with its competition and i'm thinking of like contentful or adobe experience manager or some of the other i guess you'd say drupal competition out there does if 
if, for example, we as a community decided we're going to continue supporting Drupal 7 for another year, how much does that or does it impact the progress of the Drupal project as a whole? And there are so many ongoing initiatives that are critical to help keep Drupal relevant, attract new talent. I'm thinking of GitLab initiative. I'm thinking of getting Drupal.org off of D7. Drupal.org itself runs on Drupal 7, getting it to modern Drupal. Um, you know, I think the GitLab initiative, as I go back a step, is super important because, you know, like contributing code, this is like a GitHub pull request. Like that's the way modern software development is, is done in an open source manner. And the patch workflow and all that kind of stuff has, as I think, hindered Drupal as a project. So I'm worried that another year of support might continue to hinder the progress on things that I think are much more important to the project overall. Does that make sense? Yes, I think the, you know, the GitLab acceleration initiative is fantastic and they're making a ton of progress on migrating features uh, that current have resided on Drupal.org and currently reside on Drupal.org to GitLab. Um, moving issues is a big uh, piece that is underway. Um, project pages will remain on Drupal.org, but I think you but know, issues themselves will be in GitLab. Issues themselves will be in GitLab, just like merge requests are now. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the reason why that is important generally with regard to Drupal.org and Drupal.org still being on Drupal 7 is that there's a massive amount of code that powers Drupal.org. And mm -hmm. as we mentioned before, moving from Drupal 7 to modern Drupal rewriting all of that code is into an object oriented approach is a huge And what you effort. mean is that a lot of that is bespoke code. It's bespoke code specifically for drupal.org. Uh, it only runs on that one site. Yeah. Um, and the more code that we can remove by not needing to have, you know, thousands, many thousands of lines of code related to issues and things related to issues, if we can, remove that code, that's a win. That's code that we mm -hmm. don't have to uh, rewrite into modern Drupal. The, you know, I think that, so, so that Drupal.org and the Drupal Association, which, um, you know, works on Drupal.org, they're dealing with the same thing that all of those hundreds of thousands of other Drupal mm -hmm. 7 site maintainers are dealing with. So it's really useful to understand that context and, and know that, the people that are, you know, some of the people involved with these decisions are have a very close-up view of what um, people remaining on Drupal 7, you know, how they're approaching it. I think as far as, you know, the actual question of should it be extended or not, what I keep coming back to is, you know, which is the least worst option? Yeah. I think the only thing worse than uh, not extending community support would be extending community support. Uh, they, yeah. are, they both uh, um, don't sound great, but I think that there is a substantial amount of effort around um, all of the infrastructure and processes to keep Drupal 7 supported. And I think at, there's going to be a time and a date where we need to actually, you know, flip the switch if it's going to be November 1st, mm -hmm. 2023, or whether it's going to be a different date. And at this point, for as long as it's gone on, it feels to me that, you know, it's better to just 
rip the bandaid off and yeah. do this because there is going to be pain associated with it, both for our, the people that are running these sites, which I have a yeah. lot of empathy for. Um, we have some ourselves, mm -hmm. uh, we're not, uh, immune to that. And, um, you know, and also for the, you know, the people's reaction to that. There are people that, uh, that are still on Drupal seven or even people that still love working with Drupal seven and they don't want it to end. Yeah. Um, but that's not going to change. I don't think so. Mm -hmm. uh, given where we are, I think it has to be done. I think you've probably convinced me. And of course, selfishly, you mentioned that we have clients who are still running Drupal seven sites. And we've been saying for literally years, Drupal seven is end of life. It's going to be this year on this date. And then it gets extended and we have to go back to the client and say, well, there's good news here. It's been extended. Um, and we end up kind of looking kind of foolish because we've, we've been very seriously pushing for an upgrade or a move to another platform. And then multiple years in a row, we've had to kind of go back to our clients with our tail between our legs and say, actually, that's not true. We've got another year. So, um, I don't think we have any clients who think ill of us or think that we are trying to hold them over the coals or anything like that, but it still isn't a position that as a business owner, who's trying to provide, you know, really good service and honest service to our clients by, uh, you know, via software development, having to change our tune every year is not something that I've, you know, really relish. And I, I certainly don't want to do it again this year. Um, I don't want to do it again this year. And, you know, given where we are in the year, what is to the, we're almost in April. Um, and we're talking about November 1st. So how many months is that? April, May, June. So we've got seven months between now and the end of life date. There is one line that I think is like tripping everyone up in the end of life announcement. Uh, and it mentions um, that the uh, community, the association, the security team, whoever's making that announcement, they have, they're reserving the right to extend the date, um, before July. So if we get mm -hmm. to July, they, you know, anytime between now and July, there's a chance that they could show up and say, and it, Oh, we're going to extend mm -hmm. it one more time. So they've left that door open for themselves. Yeah. The problem is that that is a very short window between July and November 1st. Mm -hmm. If we, there are clients out there that are looking at that people there are people that are running Drupal seven sites, looking at that and saying, I'm going to wait, I'm going to wait until this, this interim deadline has passed and then make a decision. Yeah. And that leaves a very small window to plan, yeah. execute, test, deploy, um, mm -hmm. you know, a full upgrade, a migration, a rewrite of whatever code is, is needed. Yeah. Uh, all of those things. Um, there are sites out there that would be that would be very tight or impossible to accomplish in that period of time. So keeping that, you know, leaving that door open, I think, in my opinion, is a mistake. Yeah. Um, I understand. I think that, you know, the people writing those announcements feel the same thing that you just described. Yeah. They don't want someone to say, well, you made me look like a fool you told me the end of life was this. And I told people that, and I, you know, tried to be helpful by getting them moving and now you're extending it. And now I have egg on my face. I look like I was, you know, you know, I'm the boy who cried wolf. And so they've left themselves a little bit of an out. And I understand that, but I think it, uh, I think it, it's a mistake. And I think it, 
you know, leaves us in an unenviable position now where people are yeah. sitting there hoping and assuming that it's going to be extended yet again one more time. Yeah. I think you've convinced me. And that it does beg the question, too, and I tried to do a bit of research prior to recording today. What is the status of the Drupal.org and GitLab migrations um, or the initiatives? And even as somebody who's very technical, who has has had contrib modules of my own on Drupal.org, I still find it very difficult to figure out what is the status of something. So I don't know what the status is of getting off of Drupal 7 for Drupal.org and getting over you know, all the parts that are migrating to GitLab. I don't know the status of them. It's very difficult to find a you know, high level overview of the status. Now, I could just be missing it, but I'll just say I'm a pretty technical person. I was talking about writing a Swift class at the start of this episode, and I still couldn't find it in the half hour I used to prepare before this episode. I think the high level overview is the, maybe the hard part to stay up to date on, on any, mm -hmm. at any given time. Uh, there's most likely, there should be a, an issue somewhere. We'll try to find it, put in the show notes for the GitLab Acceleration Initiative, mm -hmm. which um, you know, covers a lot of those topics. Though that is really only a piece, that's almost like a subset of the getdrupal.org onto mm -hmm. modern Drupal. Um, you know, it is an important piece of that. Uh, and even for the GitLab Acceleration initiatives, Initiative, there are, uh, is it every other week or every week, there's a meeting in Slack that happens. But even that gets relatively tactical. We're talking about mm -hmm. what people are working on at any given moment. So I do know that, for example, from attending some of those meetings, that work is well underway on migrating issues. And I know there's been test migrations done to show Drupal.org issues in, uh, in GitLab, which is super exciting. Um, yeah. but to, you know, probably the best place to get that bird's eye overview is there's usually, um, a session that's done at DrupalCon. So I don't know if one was done in DrupalCon Europe, uh, last fall, but I know there was one, uh, in DrupalCon North America in 2022. I'm sure there will be one, uh, at Pittsburgh, at DrupalCon Pittsburgh this year in 2023, uh, where the Drupal Association will share where we are at a mm -hmm. high level. Um, so we're a little bit in a, a weird window here where we haven't had one of those in a while and yeah. it's still a number of months until we get one of those. But um, so you're right to, uh, to point yeah. out that it's hard to keep track of that at the highest level from the outside. Yeah, I want to be clear too. I'm not saying it's an easy problem to solve or that it's Drupal.org's fault. It's like a number of, of things. It is just difficult as somebody purely from an... I run a business who sells Drupal services standpoint, I want to stay abreast of what's happening. It is difficult, um, you know, when you're at arm's length. Uh, that seems like as good a spot as any to wrap up. We kind of wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. So we, we are probably in agreement that D7 end of life support needs to happen this year. We need to drop support for Drupal seven. And it's the least bad of the options. And yeah, I think you've. So you thought you didn't have a hot take. My my it take turns is out is, you do. It's it's warm. It's a it's a it's lukewarm. I'll, maybe when I get through the editorial process and write the article, it'll be a lot hotter. What do well, you think? Well, so everyone who listened to this then can can weigh in and see they how, how spicy Chris's blog post ends up being. Just know that almost every single one of my blog posts has been edited by Mark Dorison over the last ten years. So you're welcome. 
All right. See you, brother. See ya.